Hi, this is episode 21 of the American Quinault podcast titled Having a Disaster Recovery Plan. I'm your host, Editor Bruce Beggs. When the unthinkable happens, fire, tornado, flooding, you name it, having a plan in place will help an affected laundry focus on doing what's needed to reopen as quickly as possible. Joining me today to discuss the topic of disaster recovery is Robert Bo Steiner, District Director for the U.S. Small Business Administration's Illinois District Office. A U.S. Naval Academy graduate, Steiner began his career in the military, serving 10 years in the U.S. Navy as a commissioned officer and naval aviator. Steiner then spent eight years working in the private sector with roles in executive management, sales, and marketing before joining the Department of Homeland Security's Federal Protective Service. He joined the SBA in February 2013 and leads SBA's operations across Illinois. Bo, welcome to the American Coinop Podcast. Hi, Bruce. Thank you. It's great to be here. Let's start with the basics, Bo. As it relates to a small business like a self-service laundry, what exactly is a disaster recovery plan, and how important is it to business continuity? Disaster recovery plan is really your strategy that looks at potential risks to your business, whether it's from natural disasters, whether it's from man-made disasters, but it's basically that strategy that you have in place that you put on paper to think about what those risks are and how you will either mitigate any kind of adverse impacts or the, the processes by which you'll recover from something that happens in your business. How detailed should a disaster recovery plan be and what aspects should one cover? What we ask people to think about is look at the risks that you see within your business and your environment. From a natural disaster standpoint, different things are happening in California versus the Midwest versus the Southeast. So you don't want to address all those issues. You just want to address the things that have potential to impact your business. In the Midwest here, we have flooding, we have tornadoes. So, so looking at those sorts of things, looking at you know, man-made things, a fire, a water main break, but even those other things that could affect your business, like say your supplier base can't get the product to you or your repair shop that repairs all of your machinery can't come and, and service your, your needs. The first step is really thinking about what those risks are and kind of just bulleting all of them out. The next step is just thinking about, okay, what are things that I can do to prepare for that with the repair example? Are there other shops that I could establish a relationship with in the event that my primary shop can't service me? Or are there other suppliers? Or if there was a fire, do I have a, a process in place? Do I have my insurance in place to go ahead and move as quickly as possible to repair what was damaged? and get things back up, up and running. That's a huge part of it, is getting with your insurance agent and really understanding you know, what kind of coverage you need and how they service a business in the event that you have one of these incidents. Who should have access to a plan? Is that really solely for the owner operator or is that something that he or she should be sharing throughout their company? We think that there should be many people within the organization, and really everybody should be informed on the disaster recovery plan. And the rationale behind that is, as an example, if you have an emergency situation, a natural disaster, 
and the owner's not available and they're the only person that had that information, then nothing's going to start moving forward until they deal with their things that are going on personally to come back and then start working on things in the business. So having people who are informed and can start to activate that plan as quickly as possible is key to getting that business back up and running. From an employee standpoint, obviously we all want to make sure that our, our team members are safe and secure if it's some kind of natural disaster sort of thing. So we want them to be informed and understand what steps they should expect from the business. So that must mean that communication both with the business staff and with customers has got to play a significant role in disaster recovery. Is that right? For sure. Number one, having a way to communicate with your employees and team members is is key, right? So having a phone tree or some other mechanism where you can easily communicate with your team to do everything from saying, hey, don't come into the office today to, okay, here's what happened. These are the next steps that we're going to take. So that's that's huge. And then as far as customers go, obviously, they're going to be impacted as well. So having some way to communicate with your core customers, whether it's through social media or an email list or some other mechanism that you use to make sure that your customers are informed will be helpful as well. By over-communicating, you build credibility with your team and with your customers because they understand what's going on. They understand to the extent that you can share what's happened and they understand why they may or may not have access to the facilities or the resources that they're used to, but also the timeline to get back. So, so yeah, communications is huge. And so having some aspect of your thoughts about how you're going to communicate with those different audiences in your disaster recovery plan can be really helpful because you've already thought through what those steps are. You know, it's one thing to have a recovery plan, but it's another to be able to execute it during and after an emergent situation. Is your agency a believer in training and having preparedness drills? Absolutely. We believe strongly that, you know, if you've got the plan, you need to have that training session with your team so that they understand what they're supposed to do. So that does two things. One is it also gives you the opportunity to get feedback from the team if they say, hey, we understand the business at this really um, frontline level, and these are some of the things that this plan doesn't address, then you can start to build that in. Okay. So that's, that's a huge thing. Yeah. The second piece is the preparedness drills. When we say drills, we think about like a fire drill where we're going to you know, get everybody outside the building and get accountability and stuff like that. When we think about the disaster recovery plan, it doesn't necessarily have to be that physical act of doing those things, but it could be, hey, this is a scenario. Let's say we've got flooding in the area. These are the impacts that we anticipate. And then just talking through it in what we call a tabletop exercise where you're just saying to each person, what are you going to do here? What are you going to do here? Those conversations will identify areas where maybe the, the plan needs work or areas where, you know, it's really working well and you can, you can see how it will work in real life. The bottom line is that if you train everybody, you do an exercise, you run through a scenario or two, then people will understand their role, their responsibility, and if something does happen, then everything will go much more smoothly. I've heard about something described as a disaster supplies kit. What might something like that look like for a laundry business? When we talk about disaster supplies kit, it's 
things that the team that's on site would want to have in the event there's some kind of disaster. And it's, it's consistent with things that you might want to have at home, a battery power radio, a flashlight, a first aid kit, things that an emergency don't take up a lot of space, but give people the tools they need to be safe and to kind of deal with the, the emergency at hand. You also want to make sure that you keep copies of important records. For example, building plans, insurance policies, those sorts of things in resilient containers, you know, waterproof, fireproof containers so that you don't lose all those records because that's a, that's kind of a second part of this whole business continuity discussion is all your records. And you can do that. There's other tools that I think everybody knows of now with the cloud and being able to store documents in the cloud. You know, it's just one more way to make your business more resilient. FEMA at FEMA.gov, federal agency that helps everybody recover, they have a lot of great tips in this area. So I'd encourage anyone who listens to the podcast who's interested in learning more to go to that site. And we talk about training the team and employees within an organization is, you know, they should have their own disaster supply kit at home too. So they're safe, that they've got what they need in the event of emergencies. You know, the sooner that your employees can get back up to speed personally, the sooner they can come back and contribute to the business. Bo, you've mentioned, you know, insurance company, a a business's insurance company, you know, having a relationship with them, leaning on them during times like this. You mentioned FEMA. A small business owner can be stretched thin, you know, just daily stretched thin by the work and the hours needed to run their business. Who else can a laundry owner turn to for assistance with disaster preparedness and recovery? Of course, at the Small Business Administration, we are always available to help small business owners provide advice, give feedback. But we also have a wide network of partners that we fund that can also be of assistance in this area. Those are small business development centers, SCORE business mentors, women's business centers, veteran business outreach centers. They're throughout the country, and most people have pretty good access within a reasonable proximity to go and speak with someone, either in person or virtually, to get assistance with this kind of the disaster recovery or really any business need that they may have. We've covered disaster recovery fairly thoroughly uh, today, I believe. But is there anything else vital that's worthy of mention before we sign off? I, I think the one other thing that we haven't talked about is just when a business un- goes through a disaster and they may need to shut down or their customers may not be able to get to them, there's obviously an adverse financial impact. So one of the things that we always recommend for a small business is to look at your, your cash flow, look at your reserves, and think about whether you need to seek maybe a line of credit or something like that in advance of any disaster happening so that you're prepared in the event that that actually does happen. Because we all know that um, having access to a line of credit can just be that that thing that can get you over the hump until you can get the business back up and running. The second piece is if you do experience a federally declared disaster, FEMA and the SBA will be there to help. From a SBA perspective, we make loans to small businesses and individuals to help them recover in the event that they are the victims of some kind of disaster. So 
These are to cover uninsured losses, to help with loss of business due to the disaster. So it's something that not everybody is aware of, but it's an amazing resource. These are low interest loans that can help a business weather a, a disaster. And then, of course, from a broader SBA perspective, there's tons of resources out there to help small businesses. So whether you're just getting started or whether you're a, a mature business, you know, we have a wealth of resources that can help you through your entrepreneurial journey. And I just I would say just recommend people go to sba.gov. There's district offices all across the country that are federal employees that are there to help you. So just encourage you to, to take advantage of these resources because we're here to support our small businesses and entrepreneurs. Robert Bo Steiner, thank you very much for uh, joining me today. Having a disaster recovery plan, a lot of good information. And I encourage our audience to, uh, as you said, to, to visit sba.gov and learn more. Bo, thanks so much for the time. Thank you, Bruce. I really appreciate it. The American Coin-Op Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC, Chicago. Music is written by Nazar Ryback and provided by Hook Sounds. To learn more about our podcasts, visit our website at AmericanCoinOp.com or consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. For the American Coin-Op Podcast... This is Bruce Beggs saying your cycle is up.